Welcome to Pushing Dirt. I'm Camilla Ranson, and this is your one-stop shop for everything real estate, whether it's buying, selling, renting, development, city planning, interior design, architecture, the history of architecture, homelessness, feng shui, real estate agents, and the odd but necessary ghost hunting. It all applies, and you don't want to miss it. Happy New Year to all the listeners of Pushing Dirt. I hope you got into the new year in a wonderful fashion um, because now you're ready to listen to our show today and it's so exciting. I have a very special guest. Um, I'm bringing us back to the hotel world and um, this is a very new to me and different part of real estate and this, this way of doing and creating hotels. So get ready. Welcome to Pushing Dirt, the podcast on everything real estate. I am Camilla Ranson, your host, and today my guest is Nikolai Tamaklo. He is Danish, and he is going to tell us about how to start hotels and how to create the right atmosphere for people wanting to stay there. Basically. So I want to have him explain it because I can basically yammer on about that for half an hour. I'm already starting. So welcome, Nikolai. Thank you very, very much. I'm really happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, So when we spoke, I um, thought you were still at a hotel called Sanders in Copenhagen, but you do this, you open hotels. and then you move on. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that, that you go in and sort of do a production. And so yeah. tell me um, how that, no, tell me first, how did you get into that? Well, um, it kind of started off with me, um, I know this sounds really corny, but but me having a love for um, for hospitality, um, but hospitality in different forms. So, you know, uh, one one shoe doesn't fit everybody. Um, I, I really wanted to do something which was different from time to time and explore that whole idea of what hospitality is. So, you know, from working um, both at very corporate hotels to to um, very energetic, uh, you know, privately owned uh, small boutique hotels, um, I kind of I kind of found this niche about wanting to develop different projects and different hotels, but making them unique in one way or another. So um, uh, after I've done some successful openings of, of hotels on the operational side um, in, uh, in Copenhagen, um, I, I started, you know, moving over more into the, the, the concept development part of it and um, started, you know, developing uh, hotels based on a, a private owners having a narrative about something um you know it could be a childhood dream it could be um their previous work or whatever they had and i had to kind of change that into a successful hospitality business that kind of told that story um and i love that you know it, it was just it just kind of felt uh, natural for me to to having to translate that super creative mind into a business that was actually, you know, that could nourish and flourish and, and, and be really, really good. 
in general. That's uh, um, what what really interesting when you fir- when we first spoke because you know I knew you were at Sanders, which is this incredible hotel that we will talk about. Um, but uh, hearing how you create now, I understand entirely what you mean because you're basically. Somebody comes to you and says, it's like a director coming to a producer and go, I really want to make this kind of movie. And, yeah. then, and then you're the, suddenly the producer, the set decorator, the some of the actors, I'm sure, just, you know, like you're the one who creates this. And I never, I never really thought about it in that way. And I wonder if that's a newer thing or maybe that's something that you've sort of come up with. Well, well, I... I... I would love to say that I came up with it, but I just think I, I maybe, I think we're very few people out there, uh, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think what you have to look at it is, is, is that uh, you have a lot of super creative people and and very, very energetic and, and, and very uh, uh, full on, so to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you have this, you know, general thought of, okay, I, I have, um, I have some money lying around and how cool would it be to have a cafe or how cool would it be to have a restaurant or a hotel? Right. How hard it would be, right? <laughs> how and, and hard? That is how, I mean. that's what people think, you know. No, I do, like, honestly, I know how hard it can be and I still think, how hard could it be? Like, honestly, <laughs> like, like, it's like, like, it's hard, you know, like, Yeah. <laughs> You know, so no, um, it's really, it's really, it really turns around to being okay. So I don't mind being the silent partner in whatever creative world that people want to to create, but I want to make sure that is a a a good um, a good financially uh, good business. Right. So at the end of the day, you know. We can jump to to Sanders just to give you a a little Mm -hmm. example. Um, You know, one thing is to have the narrative about, okay, we're opening up a hotel. That's Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. You can have the beautiful furniture, the architecture, everybody's taking pictures of it. It's on the front page of every single magazine. It's winning awards. And then the honeymoon is over. (laughs) And reality kicks in. Yeah. And 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 it's that's a business. what exactly, it needs to be a business. Uh-huh. So, so how do you actually create that behind the scenes? That one thing is that it's not just that glory, you know, the glory of, of something being glamorous or whatever it is, but it's actually also a really good business. Right. You know? Because so, with Sanders, and I like I want to say this to the you know American listeners or people who haven't been to Denmark, is that it's right behind the Danish Royal Theater, which is beautiful, a beautiful old building. And Sanders is in a gorgeous old building. And the the guy who opened it, um, the owner, is a previous very celebrated, for good reason, ballet dancer um, called Alexander Kulpin. And um, and I, I understand that he came to you and gave you very specific a very specific idea of how to do it, but I mean, uh, but not how to do it. He sort of no. gave you free reigns in a certain way. Exactly, and you know, you could actually say, you know, he he is um, after his his career ballet uh, his his um, ballet career. Sorry, um, he started directing uh, theater shows and and uh, and other ballets, and 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 so he's he's been connected to the Royal Theater ever since. Um, and 
you know, he, he wanted to create a hotel that was like stepping into, you know, stepping on a stage, you know, so that whole atmosphere of you going to the Royal Ballet, how do you actually create that within a hotel? So that was kind of the, the, the main narrative. So we did a lot of, you know, back and forth and brainstormings and lots of long lunches and dinners and, you know, tons of bottles of wine after. <laughs> so, you know, I, I started having something that I could start creating and starting to mold and actually get that into a regular business. Because I, I know the mechanics of hospitality. I know, you know, um, and if you... If you scrape all of that off, basically we're selling a bed to sleep in, that, right? That so, so, so yeah. everything on top of that is what is creating the whole atmosphere. And that's exactly that theatrical thing that we wanted to create. Right. Um, and and um, it was my job to kind of find out, okay, how do we do this? And at the same time, make this a sustainable business that people would actually look at, you know, years and years and years and years to come. Right. Because one thing is having a really, really good story when you're opening, but how can you have that story still being there, still living up to it, and people still want to be part of that universe? Right. And that was um, that was really interesting, you know, having to I, try and do that. I find it interesting because often when you hear somebody starting like a venture, a financial venture, that they go, so who is this appealing to? That's very much the you know, the madman version of like, who are we selling to? But I yeah. like the idea. It almost sounds like you are creating this world that will attract people because this is a world that you can't say, oh, it's going to be this particular person. This is a very, oh. it can appeal to so many different, I mean, it's it's a very, it's still a hotel. It's a gorgeous hotel. It'll appeal to tons of people. But mm -hmm. what I like about it is that you came from a sense of, Alexander, want to do this. You understood how to do that. And you didn't just think of this one demographic that you want no, to come no. after, you know? No. And I also think, you know, one of the, one of the huge successes about it is also that, you know, uh, and, and I, you know, I have to be honest, again, we're not, we didn't invent the wheel, but right. we, we did take some really great things from, from some, some benchmarks around the world uh, mm -hmm. where we kind of try to create something and said, okay, what are they doing? Which is really, really good. How can we do something which is similar but in our way. And, and in general, I think we just found out that we needed to have a really strong identity because I think one of the things that unfortunately a lot of my colleagues or hotels out there, they, they, uh, they do wrong is that they try to, they try to target everybody. So to give you a very good example is that you go into a, a larger corporate hotel, um, the, the uh, room service uh, menu um, from from uh, from midnight until six a.m. is always consisting of a wok dish, a burger, a Caesar salad, a lasagna, or whatever it might be. Right. And you know, you always know that these are going to be prepared really, really, really bad. <laughs> yes, uh, you know that for sure. <laughs> you're going to pay overpriced for it, and you're kind of slightly schizophrenic about, okay, what is this? You know, are, are we going Italian? Are we going Asian? Are we going North American? You know, what, what, what is the style? Also, it's like so, probably two in the morning, you've come in, you're tired and you're like, what? 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 Yeah, exactly. So, so I, 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 I just felt that, you know, you need to be true to your core, true to your identity 
And if you're really, really good at telling that story, everybody's going to love it. Honestly, yeah. everybody's going to love it. Yeah. I, so, so I want people to, I want in general, in anything I do, I want people to step into my world because, um, I mean, not to quote uh, Robbie Willis, but, you know, let me entertain you. Honestly, right. sit back, relax, and let me entertain you. That's but people, people I mean, I think people enjoy that. That's, I mean, we've talked about that as well. Like for me, it's the hotel room is sometimes just as important as the city and some, sometimes more important, you know, because um, it says, it often says something about the city. And it also, I like the idea of being in sort of a feel of a luxury uh, hotel that still has a, like a very specific identity. You know, yes. and um, and that's what I love about what you do. And and like you said, you didn't uh, reinvent the wheel, but like um, this this place of just telling a story, people might have done it, like, but I haven't heard it said no. as clearly. And I am one of those people who secretly wants a hotel and secretly want. And how hard can it be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, and and, and I and I just think that honestly, it is. And you know, I don't want to put you know, running a hotel up on a pedestal, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not rocket science, but. It but takes the, some, it, it, there's a little bit of magic to it, I will say. It, yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not rocket science, but, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. And, 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 but if you, I think one of the key points is, is that, you know, if it's, if it's a story that you honestly believe and it's is embedded in every single thing that you do you've come a very very long way that's a true. very very yeah. long way uh, and 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 people are going to accept whatever you're going to do whichever way that you do it if it's really embedded in everything that you do there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing because that's part of the narrative and you know and and people are going to pay for it you know, yeah. honestly yeah. Um, there's an incredible warmth to that particular hotel it's it's, it's a very warm experience yeah. you know yeah like you I mean, feel like a, it's like a hot you're like okay I'm, I'm okay i'm gonna be okay and everything's pretty <laughs> <laughs> somebody's gonna take care of you right yeah. you know and that, yeah. uh, that was that was also kind of the you know when I, when i was training some of the um some of the waiter team you know in the waiting t- uh, the, the waiters uh, it was Oh, so you much. also do that. You also go in and sort of create the cast. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yes. I think that's super important because one thing is you have the four walls and you have the beautiful design, but it's the people that create it. You know, it's, yeah. it's the people, it's, it's the staff that makes it living, you know, right. that they put that umph to it, you know? So, so I, I definitely, that's a huge part of it. Um, in my opinion. Do you think um, that's a, I don't think it's a newer thing in, uh, in, co- in Denmark, but there is, um, I feel like when I'm back now, I feel like hospitality has really taken on like the nth degree. There's always been like the old school hotels like Donatea and places <laughs> like that, that have, you know, they run a certain way. But like, I feel like when I walk in, things are so specific now and it's like, it's like the Danes have understood that they're kind of a big deal overseas <laughs> and suddenly they're like, oh, you know, yes, we're known for great taste. Yes, we're known for, and that's another thing I, I love about Sanders is that Danish design is a, it's an incredible thing, but it's not the first thing you think when you walk in there, it's, it's different. It's, it's yeah. Danish. It's beautiful. It has like that flow that, you know, but it's not like anything I've seen before. 
No, and I think I think that was also uh, one of one of the things that really drew me to this project was that that um, I really got a chance to 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 think outside the box. There was nothing that was predetermined about whatever we wanted to do or how it should be or what it had to look like. Um, I mean, we had a absolutely amazing young design team, um, Lyndon Allman, that that um, that really tried to not create a hotel, but create, you know, a a a beautiful space. Yeah. It, you know, it wasn't the the the, the whole um, thought was not well. This is a hotel, right? You know, right. so we need to we need to you know we need to do this and this and this and this. No, we want to create a home. Um, right. a beautiful home that we invite people into. And yeah. I love twisting things around like that, you know, yeah. because um, then, then I need to be the, um, I need to be the pragmatical person in, <laughs> in that whole idea and right. actually say, oh, well, we need to, uh, you know, squash, you know, squash this, or, you know, we need to put some extra seats in the bar, you know, in, right. to generate you know, blah, 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 all these things. But, but I love having that approach rather than, okay, let's optimize you know, as much right. as possible. Yeah. You know, look at it as from, of course, you need to look at it from a financial point of view, but that should not be the main driver. No, because um, I feel like that can backfire. That's again about going for numbers or going for this or that. And that doesn't attract people who really love like a good hotel, you know, and you know, they, again, like you said, it's not just, it's not just a bed. It's a bed, but it's not just a bed, you know? <laughs> Exactly. So. And it's, 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 um, and everything needs to, you know, uh, add to that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you would want, you would want people to feel that the, that the service and everything that they're getting is, is up to standard of what they had expected. Right. right. So, um, and, it, and of course, exceeding maybe the expectations. Um, and, and you would, you could price anything with you know however you want to, but mm -hmm. I just think if everything speaks the same language and everything correlates and everything is uh, you know built up to that main story of you just having a coffee or a cocktail or sleeping in the bed um, or whatever it might be, you feel comfortable actually paying for whatever you're paying for. Right. No, it's uh, a, that that's a that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Um, so what I wanted to say, like, how did you, how did you get into that? Like, as a kid, what, did you do anything or were you inspired by anything that, that eventually led you to, to do what you do now? Um, I think actually, uh, how should I put it? I, it was kind of by coincidence, to be honest, um, mm -hmm. because I, I, uh, I've always loved traveling. I've always, you know, loved uh, uh, loved uh, good food and, and um, restaurants and bars and and, and everything. Um, and right after high school, I um, I actually got a job at a cafe um, where I was just doing, you know, I was just being a barista. Um, and I just so because I know this is going to air in America, so. Uh, you know, it's normal to get a, a, 
a job after high school and not just go straight to college. Um, right. Yes. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> yeah. It's very important because otherwise, like, you're just not a full-fledged human being. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yes. In Denmark, it's in Europe, I think as well. Like, it's we yeah. ha you have to become a whole person before yeah, you enter you have college. Those gap years, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. So, um, so I started as a barista, and and um, so I was like, what, eighteen, eighteen, nineteen years old um, at that time, and by coincidence and multiple uh, things happened in this huge cafe. Um, all of a sudden, I was the manager of a cafe <laughs> with uh, 70 employees um, and actually the biggest cafe in Denmark. Which cafe? So, cafe Noan. Oh, my God. Yes, that is a huge, just two stories. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, all of a sudden, I was the manager and had to manage a young team of, you know, like-minded, same-age people um, doing coffees and sandwiches and everything. And... I just, you know, I, I, it just came natural to me to, to manage people. And I just love the whole coaching part of it, you know, training them, you know, telling them, okay, but you can do this, or you can do it like this, you know, but, but more seeing them develop. And, and, and I, I just loved it. Um, so um, I thought, well, if I really love this, I should get some, um, some background knowledge uh, mm -hmm. and um and um, you know, started studying hospitality mm -hmm. uh, at university, and went to went to the UK and studied there. Mm -hmm. uh, got my degree there, and worked in London uh, for a couple of years, where it kind of just it just blew up in my face. I was just uh, in yeah. love with, uh, with that whole the way that hospitality was, the way that because coming from little Copenhagen, and you could see well um, a fifty seater restaurant and see how that worked, and you know mm -hmm. that was really nice, but then. All of a sudden, you come to London um, and you see how restaurants they work, how they are so far ahead uh, compared to Copenhagen, yeah. um, that whole industry. And I just fell, you know, totally in love with it. Um, so where I, did you? I, where uh, were you at in London? I worked. Um, I worked at uh, for a company called um, Conran Restaurants, which Conrad, back yes, then, yeah, yeah. Um, and now I think it's called D and D. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so I worked at one of their restaurants called Coq d'Argent in mm -hmm. Bank, uh, in the financial district. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I really started to learn um, how to to be a great host, because I think at the end of the day, that was I always fall back to being a great host is mm -hmm. is the essential of everything that you do. Hospitality. Absolutely, um, hospitality and in a lot, you know, and just general in your life, you got to get around, you know. You, yeah, you, you, being a host, but and 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 I think, um, so so that was kind of, it was just there was a seed that was planted, which just started growing really really quick, um, and it was really that that hospitality is everything, and and you know being genuine and honest about what you want to do. And how you want to treat that person, you know that 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 just felt really comfortable and, and natural to me. And 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 I've always said this, you know, how would you how would you treat people that are coming to your own house? Um, right. That's how you want to treat mm -hmm. people when you are um, at a restaurant or a hotel. Um, you know, a, a simple thing is that you know you could take your your your, your waiters um, in the restaurant and if you can train them to kind of analyze who is walking in through the door. So you have 
you have uh, uh, four guys coming out and, you know, they're walk-ins and um, they come to the door and you can just see they're out to have a good time. Mm -hmm. you, you greet them and say, guys, listen, I mean, I'm going to put you at that table right next to these beautiful girls. Um, the, the muscles that we just got in are fresh and they're so good. And the steak is fantastic. Should I just order that for all four of you? And you really just you know, look at them and say, listen, I'm going to take really right. good care of you. And now you're a matchmaker. I'm a matchmaker. <laughs> and, and, and I've curated the room because everybody's going to start looking at, oh, what's happening over there? Right. There's, there's a vibe going on over there. That is the guys are happy because they got exactly what they wanted. They because they before they walked in the door they didn't need, they didn't know they were going to have the steak but now they're having the steak and it's the best ever because I said it was the best and you know everything is just working out really really well and I think that whole that whole thing of curating the room being the host making sure that you are giving people a unexpected expectation or sorry uh, unexpected uh, experience um, is. It's absolutely fantastic. I love it. I love to see that. Blossom. But that's a, that's why people go out to dinner. I mean, one thing is is the food, obviously. But but I always say, I mean, I always pick atmosphere over food. You know, it's great mm -hmm. if it if the two coincide. But yeah, like, but it's but you want to get that feeling of like this is just like a good place to be. Like you want to be there. You want to stay there. You want to just yammer, 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 like until the people are like, please leave. You know, like yeah. it's, you want to get to a place like that, you know, and it's, I mean, it's why people tend to go to the same places a lot because it creates that atmosphere and you want, you know, like repeat business. And um, so after, so you went to London and this is where you discovered this. And you had your yes. cast again of waiters <laughs> that figured out how to mm -hmm. what people are like, and then and then you went back to Copenhagen after that. I went back to Copenhagen, yes, because we um, Conan Restaurant wanted to open a restaurant in Copenhagen, mm -hmm. um, and I thought, hey, um, I love I would love to go back to Copenhagen and and kind of show off my skills, and you know, this is what I've learned. Yeah, uh, and um, and I and I started. Um, you know, I started opening up this restaurant, which was a complex of three restaurants, actually, um, uh, called Custom House. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, you know, it made a huge impact in Copenhagen because there was nothing was, it was so brand new. It was, you know, London was coming to Copenhagen. All right. It was raving. And I was the pre-opening manager um, because... I knew their philosophy. I knew what they wanted. So I already started there to kind of, to kind of, you know, take what they had of concepts and ideas and the way that they did it and adapt it to Copenhagen. So that was Conran kind of my job. is the same, like Jasper Conran, who has the, the department well, stores. Actually, and yeah. Well, it's actually Terrence Conran. So his oh, dad. Oh, it's his dad. Okay. Yeah. So, but they so, had, like, I mean, they're very design oriented. They're very, so that must've been amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And and also it kind of gave me um, also that, that whole um, understanding of how well designed restaurants can be, both beautiful, but also super efficient. And and, and um, uh, because they, you know, they've been designing their design studio, designing everything, but they also design restaurants. So they right. really had a lot of experience in um how do we design a restaurant so it's more you know as effective as possible right 
Um, yeah, so 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 did that um, for them uh, and uh, opened it up and was also running uh, different parts of the of the of the building at different mm-hmm. times, um, which was great fun. And then mm-hmm. I got headhunted to open um, another uh, great hotel in Copenhagen with a Michelin star restaurant, um, a factory, uh, a chocolate factory and a dairy. Um, Wait, and, where uh, was, which one was this? This was NIMB. NIMB, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when we opened NIMB in the Tivoli Garden, it had 12 um, deluxe um, hotel rooms, uh, a, a chocolate factory, uh, uh, basically producing chocolate. Um, a dairy in the middle of the city, which was really crazy. Very rare. <laughs> um, Doesn't happen. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, it had a grill, it had a, a, a brasserie, and it had a one-star Michelin restaurant. And that was a great thing. So I was heading up that whole building, um, uh, direct of operations, and really just making sure that everything was running. And also though, very, mag- like, very magical. You know, it's like Very, this, very magical. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was um, and, and the reason why I was recruited to this was basically because nobody had opened anything of a larger scale in that sense in Copenhagen. So with me opening Custom House and being the pre-opening manager there, they wanted me to kind of oversee everything and make sure that everything was running smooth. And that's kind of, you know, it, it, it kind of sparkled something in me and I really loved, okay, fine. So what was the narrative about NIM? Okay, how do we embed that and and that whole narrative was to create a um a inn um so a you know a, a small country house in the middle of the city because they already have this place called fetz uh, on funen um they 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 really wanted to create that in copenhagen in the middle of the city and then also have a magical tivoli garden you could watch you know look out on um so so it was um it was really interesting trying to get that whole story embedded into everything that we did. That is, I mean, that's a lot. Like a whole story, Tivoli Gardens, it's like an old garden, you know, like a small Disney then, but without Disney, you know. And then without- a hotel that's also reflects the magic of that, but also has a chocolate factory, but also has yeah, a dairy, exactly. but should also reflect an inn. I mean, that, but that's really what it was. It was, it was, you know, you know, and and again, going back to the whole story, storytelling, I mean, I I think we we probably had the, um, I mean, we have, of course, you know, in Copenhagen, we have some, like d'Angleterre, we have um, the the Ritz-Carlton or the the Savoy of of, of Copenhagen, basically. Mm. Um, And at NIMH, we wanted to create a a slightly more homey feel and feel that you were more at a chateau rather than in, you know, the, the, the big city. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a point, I think we probably had the most expensive prices uh, for, for hotel rooms in, in all of Denmark. Um, and people were happy to pay, right. even though there was no air conditioning in the rooms. No, we don't do that in Denmark. Because <laughs> yeah, it was an old building. And yeah. I mean, that was it. But, but we had so many buyouts and uh of the hotel and the function spaces for all kinds of different events and everything right. people were, were were you know people were so happy about whatever we were doing it's such a great thing i mean also for like 
you know, events or like your own like family events, like weddings and stuff. Like mm. that happened. Like we we do that a lot in LA, especially Palm Springs. People like do a buyout mm. of a smaller hotel. But I don't know if I hear that like a lot no. about Denmark, and that was a, no, that's a rare yeah. thing. It was it was a, it was definitely a new thing that you know people had not really handled those type of inquiries right. very much. It was it was it was a very new thing, and we. I, I do think that we we brought it to Denmark, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, um, I, no, I I think so because it it's it's something that it had like all the elements um, that have to go into motion like every day and night mm-hmm. is that's a lot. <laughs> you know, it is, it is, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I mean, you're in Tivoli, but it's not like something you can fall back on. You can't be like, oh, that doesn't work. Well, here's a ticket to go to the, you know. Like the roller coaster, no, 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 no. you know, like, <laughs> you can't like this has to be something exquisite and special. It has to be magical, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. and after um, after Nymp, I um, I uh, headed up the restaurant and bar scene at um, at a hotel called Saint Petri, mm-hmm. um, where my job was basically to revamp um, that whole area. Um, it had is. You know, it had had his its uh, heydays, and you know, in general, uh, it was that honeymoon was way past. Right. You know? Yeah. And, that, and that, you know, so, 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 my job was basically to kind of see spark, you know, put some spark into it, and and um, and turn it around into something that was that was a good business. And you know, analyzing everything and, and looking at it, I knew that we were not going to go back to the heydays mm-hmm. because there was a lot of new things in the city that that um had kind of taken over and it, it wasn't a it wasn't unique anymore in that right. sense so how do you actually change something around to it being a not a rundown place but actually a place that people would want to go again but it's a totally different clientele now um, right it's basically like a remake but it still it, ha- yeah, yeah it has to be new but it also has to reflect whatever the building is and yeah exactly. yeah. yeah so that was, that was really fun to 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 get into that project um and i was heading up that project for two years how many um, keys so at was, hotel san petri a 240 something i think right. yeah. yeah yeah um and um and then after that i was actually recruited <laughs> to uh which was a very interesting project actually um the shipping company called Maersk, mm-hmm. um, I th- still think that they're the largest shipping company uh, in, in, in the world. I mean, um, you see them everywhere. Like, so, like yeah. you can drive anywhere and you will see that sort of Tiffany blue, you yeah. know, truck with a giant star on it. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they they kind of had this um, huge country house that they, they, they bought out. Um, and they had this philosophy of, Instead of sending our executives to, you know, Harvard, Stanford, um, IMD in Switzerland for mm. for all kinds of different courses, mm. um, why don't we buy this country house, um, have state of the art uh, lecture rooms, uh, auditoriums, and you know, treat it like it was a uh, five star deluxe hotel. Um, and then we fly the professors in instead. Wow. 
So that was my that was my job to uh, to create that and and get that up and running. So you're basically out like you're creating a space for for a company to bring their like their leaders or whoever's in there, and then you're bringing in people from like Harvard Business School and yeah, whatever. To yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. So so that's what they wanted. They basically one of the one of the um, uh, things that I had to, you know, one of the narratives that mm -hmm. I had to, to, to work with was uh, we want to create, uh, they wanted to create a place where thoughts flow freely. So um, I was not part of the actual, you know, uh, content of the lectures, because of course that was the professors and so mm -hmm. forth. My goal was to create a place where um, everything that we did um, just helped uh, nourish the the uh, uh, the knowledge and the lecture or, or whatever that they were doing. So they so the time that they were spending there was as effective as possible. And that was everything from you know analyzing um, what kind of um, you know what is what should be the components of the raw bites that we we're going to be serving uh, <laughs> at that time a day in order for it to to generate as much energy to the brain, you know, and, and stimulate you as the, the best possible way, you know, wow. everything. Um, wow. I mean, that's a lot because you're catering to so many different types of people when you're getting, yeah. you know, professors from different uh, universities and also the people coming in to be taught, like are already, you know, are a, a certain thing in their lives already. They're like either director yeah, yeah, or manager, I mean, or, you know. And, 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 and that's the thing, because I think for them, it was a question of, OK, we're paying our executives so much anyway, mm. um, and they're they're very expensive. In, right. you know, uh, <laughs> yes. So so how can we you know, how can we make sure that their time is spent in the best possible way? So um, so in general, um, Merck was they were creating a kind of their own MBA, so to say. Right. Um, right. And that's what they wanted to have. And that was done together with professor from Stanford and, and, and Harvard and IMD. And, but then you and, also uh, had to create the food, like a nourishment for, <laughs> for people to absorb, I guess, well, you know, yes. or get the feeling well, that they're going to be well, awake yeah, enough. Well, <laughs> yes, yes and no. Well, during day, yeah, during the course, yes. Uh -huh. But, you know, during nights, um, they wanted, yeah. they, they wanted to feel they were at five star deluxe hotel. right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh so my, my my team had to um after basically from from eight till six uh it was it was um it was very um it was very well thought out exactly what they what they needed to have and you know for their for their health and so forth um but 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 after six, um, it was it was, it was, it a, was a different, different kind of food, a different, <laughs> different kind of nourishment. Yes, yeah, exactly. So uh, no, but but that was really really great, and I and, and I really loved it. And you you could kind of say, I had um, I had approximately one thousand five hundred different executives um, that would that that had access to this this place, right. Um, on different levels, of course, and right. some of them, the higher the level, the, the more often they were there, of course. Um, but but um, and and so you kind of had, you kind of had the same people there, and you kind of knew exactly what they wanted and how they wanted it. So 
you know, at, you know, I was there for five years and I, I actually managed to have the same team when I started till the end. Wow. Uh, that is rare. And, and, and I mean, people were, people were really happy. It was, it was fantastic uh, all, all the way through. And, and what I really think was, what was, what I really loved was the whole thing of, you know, you could have somebody just walk in and, you could just see on them, okay, they want a coffee. And two seconds later, they had a coffee in their hand, right? Because wow. <laughs> we kind of knew exactly what they wanted and people just loved it. You know, there was, I've, you know, I've seen these executives, you know, just throw their ties and just walk out on, on, on the greenfield and, and, and uh, sit, uh, sit on the grass and, and had a lecture with the Harvard professor because wow. that was what they felt like. Right. And so, so it was really, really great. Uh, it was um, that was uh, that was a great time there. Um, but but after being there for five years, I kind of felt that I couldn't I couldn't put more into that project. Right. Because um, I still wanted to create something new. You know, right. I, I I've, I've always had that in me. I wanted I want to see something new. I want to create something new. And um, and uh, I actually started my own consultancy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so started my own consultancy where I started working with small independent hotels, business owners, trying to um, concept develop their business, um, uh, optimize their their, their operations, um, and and the funny thing was that I I started off saying okay you know my field is hospitality that's you know that's hotels and restaurants mm. but. I've actually um, some of my clients have actually been uh, within architecture as well. I believe uh, you just you mean I mean you just basically had a university for five years. Yeah, it was so. true. That's, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, uh, and and it's so I was really you know that kind of also intrigued me quite a lot that hospitality is everywhere, right? You know, right. And, and and it can be translated in so many different ways, and I I I just you know that whole that whole I, I hate to say customer journey mm-hmm. I, I rather say guest journey right. because you know I feel that a customer you have a distance to but mm-hmm. a guest is someone you kind of want to embrace right. so um that whole guest journey how can you actually give people what they're expecting you know so so I I work with a um uh a company that um supplies tiles to um so high-end lava stone tiles to uh for guest bathrooms or you know uh and stuff like that and and i was an interim ceo for the company for for six months Mm -hmm. and one of the things that uh i found out was you know how can i because i don't know anything about lava tiles or lava stone or anything but one of the things that i really wanted to embed in that was okay you're paying a lot of money for this stone mm-hmm. and people need to understand why are they paying a lot of money for this stone so how can we actually tell them that story again the narrative right. of what you're doing so we actually created this small video that um so when you when you basically order the stone or the x x uh, amount of square meters for your bathroom or whatever mm-hmm. you um you kind of get two videos in two steps at two stages. So one is, you know, uh, we, we did a little clip from the factory, which is, um, or where they, where they get the stones from, from, um, 
from uh, a, a, a what you call it a um, from Sicily, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, in Italy. So you I got think a little important. People want to know the supply chain and and how people are treated. And, yeah, I just saw the video of them actually doing some work on on getting the stone. And a little text about okay, this is this is actually your stone that you're going to be receiving. Wow. In- okay. <laughs> and then you know you've got another video of them you know finishing it off and and, and wrapping it up and packing it and you know okay now we actually is going to be at your doorstep very soon. You know so you kind of you kind of build up that anticipation uh, about okay you know and 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 when you get it you're going to love it even more because you kind of you've you've kind of seen that journey you you've you've followed it yeah and uh, actually. And I found, kind of found like that that's also hospitality, honestly. It's, it is. I mean, that's, I mean, I think anything, and again, like I, it's real estate. It's like it comes from the earth and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, people occupy those areas and, you know, our like a quality of life on this earth is the most important thing, you know. So, um, so it's like we do like to know where things come from and we do like to have an experience so we can come back and go, I know this place and this place is so amazing. So we can tell the stories. Like there are people who, you know, who might never been to London or might never been somewhere, but will know like the lore of certain hotels or certain, you know, because again, the story has been told, you know, to them. Like, I want to stay at that hotel. I want to see where that hotel was, you know, and, and um, that's, that's just, I mean, that's basically real estate and storytelling. And I, I mean, you are the first, like, I really listened to what you said um, about creating a production. That's when it really sort of clicked for me because (laughs) it isn't just about creating like, um, just like a a good room. Like, this will be nice. We love these chairs. These chairs are great. You know, like it's about creating a cohesive story. And that's, that's not easy. Like, you know, that is not easy. So it's it's interesting but, but, that this, that's what you so consistently have done with everything, whether it's like a university, basically, or no, a restaurant. I think at the end of the day, it it it's not easy, but it it um, but you need to be consistent about what you're doing. And I mean, uh, and and I I think I think at the end of the day, it's also a question of of you know look at look at it from the guest point of view. You know, who's the end user? You know, mm-hmm. are, are you are you actually do they actually know what they're you know what they're paying for or what they're stepping into, um, right. or or is it because you know oh we want to cater to everybody so you know we want a bit of you want to do a bit of everything but I mean if you do a bit of everything you're not good at anything. That's uh, very true. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you want to go into a pizzeria that has three hundred different pizzas or the one that has five different pizzas, but they do them insanely good right right? yeah so (laughs) so, yeah um like create your own like i'm not going to be a good pizza i'm not going to be able to good at it put those flavors together i trust other people and and, yeah and and it's okay that it that whatever you're doing doesn't fit everybody right it's actually okay and people have very strong feelings about it as well which i love like people are like well i really love this or i don't like you know and Hmm. that's when you know you have something special you know like you know here we have like different kind of sushi places and you know like this person does warm rice but with a different and people have strong (laughs) feelings about (laughs) rice and i'm like yeah it's it's a thing (laughs) you know i mean that's fine you know then at least you have people talking right yeah Uh, 
Uh, yeah. So and I think, I think also a lot of the time if you're like, I'm somebody who goes to this or I stay at this hotel or I do this, it also gives people a sense of identity. Like I yes. like being the person who does this. I like being the person. This is me. I found my place. This is, I'm the person who does this. And, and you know, like I think hotels and restaurants create that for people more than, I mean, I think people think about that and know that people who start them, but I I, I don't always think about why I love a place so much, you know, like there's, I used to spend a lot of time going to a restaurant in Hollywood with my friends called La Poubelle and it was French, French owned and it still is. Um, that's another weird thing. It's a hotel, a restaurant that's, you know, really survived in mm -hmm. LA for like 45, 50 years, you know, and it's cause it's um, a mother and a daughter that run it and they're very French. And um, and people come in there and it has its sort of ebb and flows where over the years like, it'll be very family oriented for some years. And then suddenly it's like full on young Hollywood for, you know, and then it goes to like, you know, people taking meetings in corners and then it goes to. But it's because that it instantly gives you a sense of like safety, like and I belong here. People like people know your name. It's like it's like cheers. It's like the show. You yeah, know? It's, it's the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's like norm. Your norm. Now you're norm at somebody's place, you know? And um and I just and I think that's what creates this like sense of because I'm always like I just would like to live in a hotel. And I always when I decorate, always make sure my like my bedroom is like a hotel room I would like to stay in. You know, because yeah. because like otherwise I'm just not I don't want to be, I want to go to sleep. I don't want to be in there, you know? And sure. so it's, I think it's, it's hotels, I think have become sort of a, a weird way of like, instead of like maybe people don't spend as much on, on art, but they'll spend more on hotels, you know, because it, it's an experience. I mean, maybe it's the original NFT. I don't know, you know? Um, well, I, I definitely think yeah, but we want to be entertained and we want to, we want to, um, um, I, I, you know, we just don't want the average, right? right. Um, and, and right. I think that, you know, is, we we want something that is inspiring, uh, and 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 at, at so you know at so many levels, we want to be inspired by the food. You want to be inspired by the by the beverages, or you know the the the, the scent or the fabric. And and I think you know, scent, yeah. Like yeah. the scent is and, so important. And, yeah. And, and, and you know, you come back from your hotel stay, you're like, oh, maybe I should do that, you know, or you know, that that was really bold, or you know, and, and I, what I really love about hotels is that there's something for everybody. Right. Um and and I fully follow you on that whole belongingness because I think we are, and maybe COVID has also shown that quite a lot, is that we are super uh, social people. Mm -hmm. um, we want to be part of something. Yeah. And um, so we've really been craving wanting to be part of something. So, um, and I think very much wherever you go to, which restaurant you go to, whichever hotel is your favorite and so forth, kind of, you know, it shows a bit about who you are as well, right? So, right. so you want to be part of that trend yeah. or you know that tribe or whatever it might be and i mean i guess that's also why you know a place like like soho house is is, is doing so well because people want to be part of that trend yeah they, or that tribe sorry yeah. um it is and, like and that it is people are more that's a very interesting point that trends 
and it's not as much trends anymore it's tribes like where do yeah. you belong like who are your people you know Correct. and yeah. and i think that has over the years crossed like economic boundaries and i think i think people have sort of found their yeah. tribes in different ways you know True. and um and i think that's i mean i never thought about that that's really interesting because that that is what it's become and that i was also thinking in that way because i i like to be social but i can also mm -hmm. be unbelievably introverted you know so that's why hotels are great for me because you have the great hotel room and then you mm -hmm. can just sort of dip down into the world and be be that person for a second and then yeah. you can go right back you up you yeah. want to be part of it or not you know right. but you still get a good experience yeah. cuz you chose right? yeah and so, so uh, I love the idea that we're like finding new tribes and and how um, how we're mixing more in a way than than just following a trend, you know, um, like you know your like your personality, your soul is not a trend, you know. It's you know it's it's a uh, it's something that and it's something something you have to find it. And I think you do that. Obviously, you do that with traveling. You mm -hmm. you will always do that, which like traveling would expand you immediately. I don't care if you're like going on a road trip, driving to the next city. Boom, your mind is, is you know expanded, exactly. or you yeah. you fly for seventeen hours, you know. But um, but I do think hotels are now becoming that thing of like we want a place that we belong to, but we also want to be surprised, mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but that's 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 exactly what I think um, is you know yeah you. We we tend to say um, I I tend to say I hate the word <laughs> home away from home mm -hmm. because I actually don't want to be home when I go to a hotel. Right. You know? <laughs> if yeah. I'm home, I could be home. You know. Yeah. So, but but at the same time, I want to be somewhere that feels um, feel feels recognizable. You know, I, I I love the vibe. I love the trend. So I I feel at ease. You know. Right. Um, so I guess. If home is related to that, then absolutely home away from home. But but I want to be inspired as well. So yeah. So I can bring back home. So um I mean if so, I have to finish a big project and I love my home and I love my home office, or whatever, but if I have to finish something that I know I have to concentrate and I can't, I will go to a, a hotel, like a nice hotel and work there until yeah. you know, so I so no distractions other than nice yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really, Later. yeah, they'll keep me in there. So I won't start doing all the Do things it. without being surrounded by the things, like all my things. They're like, you know, if I'm stuck, I'll just start doing the laundry. And that's not what I was supposed to do. You know, exactly. at a hotel, you don't, <laughs> you know, uh, you can be the other part of yourself that doesn't do laundry ever, you know, um, this is so interesting. I am, uh, I'm so inspired and I, I have, like, I've been reading a lot about what you've done and everything. And so I really wanted you to come in here and you're the first show of the year. And I just wanted to wish everyone and you a really, really happy new year. And, um, I mean, maybe you'll come back and tell us more with the, with the next thing that you do. I would, I would love to. Okay, love good. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nicola. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>